Hello, everybody, and welcome to GED First Look, where we go over the our first look at the lines and also the Thursday night game. I am here. My name is G. Randall Johnson, and I'm here with, as always, my man, AJ Ryder. What's up, AJ? Hello, hello, hello. All right. So, AJ, we're going to get into this our big show a little bit. I know you're uh, chomping at the bit to talk about last week, but right now we're going to talk about the Lions. So, everybody, this is our first look at the Lions as well, and we're going to go over them with you as we read them off and say the first thing that comes to our mind, and we're going to rip through them pretty quickly, so pay attention. I want to preface that it's our first look at the Lions on, what's today, Wednesday, and the only reason we haven't looked at them till today is because we are lazy. So. Yes, yes, lazy. <laughs> I, I, I'd like to say busy, but it's more lazy. It's more. Lazy. Yeah. Uh, and also, we want to bring these to you live, so it's it's a fresh, fresh take. And fresh lazy. take. Yeah, and, and more more laziness, but yeah. Well, probably more lazy. That's but, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> busy, busy, lazy. Yeah. Busy, lazy. I mean, like yeah, same yeah. things. Ends with a B. Yeah. All right, so let's go right ahead with it. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Thursday night game. It, so I don't think we it ends with a what? What? Did you say lazy ends with an E? No. Uh, it well, it e. sounds like an E. Like oh, E. Oh. The sound. Well, the it sound. ends with a Y. But okay. Anyway. It, anyway, on to the lines for next week. Uh, like easy E? <laughs> no? Okay. Never mind. Uh, G- yes. On to the lines. G-E-Z? On to the lines, everybody. G-E-Z? We're going to go right on to that right now. This is halftime show. G-Easy. Shout out. Yeah. <laughs> G-Easy. Exactly. Uh, all right, so let's go there. We're going to skip the Thursday night game because we're going to go over that at the end. So we're going to go right to it. Arizona at Cincinnati. Arizona getting three points. The overrun is 47 and a half. How do you feel about that, AJ? Well, you know how I feel about Arizona. I think you're looking at two winless teams. Cincinnati's at home. They give them three. I can't argue with it, I guess, really. Okay, great, great. Um, I'll just say that, you know, I think we mentioned this for a second because we were shocked. Um, it's it's three points, a little misnomer of home teams. I think that's a little high. So I think that's actually Cincinnati being favored by one if it was a neutral field. Uh, shocking, but okay. Anyway, nothing crazy there. Atlanta at Houston. Atlanta's getting five. No respect for the Titans beating Atlanta, apparently, and Houston looking like dog shit. Uh, over under 48 and a half. Anything weird there? Uh, I think it should be a little closer, and I think that this is a good one to possibly take advantage of. I agree. I Atlanta I getting a lot. It's five is kind of a lot. I, I, yeah, I agree with that a little bit, but I thought it would be four. But all right, it's five. 48 and a half, the over-under. Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh Steelers at home getting three and a half against uh, the second America's team, Baltimore Ravens. 44 and a half is the over-under. Is that shocking to you? Just looking at what they did last week, it's not. Um, but is it right? Yeah. NFL betters have short memories. Just remember that. If you did this line last week, it'd probably be seven and a half Baltimore. And, exactly. Yeah. 
And either Baltimore wasn't impressive and Pittsburgh was impressive beating Cincinnati. I don't get it. But we have short memories. Take advantage of that, betters, if you feel one way or another. All right, on to Buffalo Bills at Tennessee Titans. Bills getting three. The over-under, a whopping 30 <laughs> half. Uh, I, I, like I said before, I mean, Buffalo's got great corners. But against the Titans, does that matter? And I think that should be a little higher, honestly. Wow, the Buffalo must beat the Patriots. I get it at home. Yeah. Buffalo with Matt Barkley, too. Yes, with Matt Barkley. That is true. That should cost him at least. So that would mean, I'm guessing, if their starting quarterback was in, they'd be maybe favored, which would be crazy to me. But we'll see. Um, all right. I think that's a little maybe take advantage of Tennessee with Matt Barkley against Buffalo. Uh, on to Chicago Bears, Oakland Raiders, Oakland getting five against the tremendous defense of the Chicago Bears. Oakland looked good last week. Chicago defense looks great. Offense, not so good. Doesn't matter if they have a different quarterback, really, because your boy Mitchell, is, he is who he is. 40 and a half, the over-under. Sound about right, AJ? Well, I think... 40 and a half. I mean, there's never going to be an over under that is low enough for the Chicago Bears ever. That actually seems like, yeah, a bit of a. That's weird that Buffalo, Tennessee is lower than Chicago, Oakland. I would almost bet that that game will be higher scoring, Buffalo and Tennessee. I don't know, though. Tennessee does not give up much points. They really don't. Because the Bears are only capable of scoring about 17, and they're never going to give up more than seven. So, yeah. 40 seems like a safe bet. So five, that's a scary line. Touchdown, yeah, it could be a 10-3 game. Uh, Over-under is a little weird there. I thought that would be about 38, that one. All right, so on to Jacksonville in Carolina. Uh, Three and a half. Jacksonville's getting, getting three and a half against the now all of a sudden getting play Carolina Panthers. 41, the over-under. Well, Gardner Minshew might put up 41 on his own in the fourth quarter, down by 41, just to tie the game. Um, because, I mean, it's American hero, Gardner Minshew. Exactly. And going against old American hero, Cam Newton, sitting on the bench, no. um, which he should stay. Uh, all right. So, yeah, that's, I, I, I would... God, Jacksonville getting points again against Carolina. How do you not keep giving Gardner points? Keep giving Gardner points. That's all I'm saying. Minnesota Vikings at New York Giants. Six-point line. Mm. I feel like that would have been higher, but people are believing in your boy Danny Dimes. 44 and a half, the over-under. What do you think? Uh, Minnesota looked god-awful last week. Uh this seems high to me. Uh, I know New York's really nothing to, you know, really rave about, but still, neither is Minnesota. Well, if you're looking at the home field thing, if you if you believe in that three, you know, that's that's nine. So, you know, if that's a neutral field, that's nine. Is Minnesota that good? Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. New England at Washington. Here's a big line that finally they're getting smaller because the NFL smartened up that people can cover in the NFL even when they suck. 16. 
Washington, obviously, is getting 16. The over-under is 42.5. With a 16-point line, it's kind of funny with a low over-under because they just don't think Washington will score, and they might not. New England-Washington, is that surprising, 16? I feel like it's a little low. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. Washington's just dreadful. I thought it'd be like 18, 19, but I guess at this point, who gives? We'll see. It'll probably move. Jets at Eagles. Jets are getting 13 and a half. I don't know if we know. Do we know? It's not off the board. Is uh, Sam Donald playing? Questionable as of right now. It's questionable. I mean, do they risk it? Young quarterback going against Philly. With Donald, I'll take those points with the Jets, I think. Um, Are the Eagles that good? 44 the over-under. Hmm. That's a that's a weird one. I'm, I'm surprised it's even on the books. But if he's questionable, then I guess they have to put it out there. It'll change if he's gonna if he's gonna start or not, and they release that. So that'll move. Tampa Bay at New Orleans. Tampa Bay getting three at New Orleans. Three. They're believing in these Bucks a little bit now, right? So New Orleans comes off a win against the Cowboys, and they're only a th- basically like you said, even money at home. If they were in a neutral field, E, 47, that's surprising to me. I thought the Saints would be a five- or six-point favorite. Something going on there? I mean, it's hard to really see. It's hard to really judge either. The Tampa is – they've looked great. They've looked terrible. They've looked great. They've looked terrible. New Orleans, I think, just exposed what was a pretty overrated Cowboys team. Yeah, I wouldn't even touch this one, to be honest. Yeah, that's a weird line. Um, okay, over under 47. I don't know if I mentioned that. Um, so weird seeing a Saints-Bucks game at 47. That, t- that tells you that Drew Brees isn't in the game. Wow. Because you think the Tampa Bay could even score. Anyway, Denver Broncos at Los Angeles Chargers. Six and a half the Chargers are giving. Broncos are getting six and a half. Over under 44 and a half. Hmm. I feel like that over-under is a bit high. But I think the Broncos' defense isn't good. Let's face it. Under Fournette looked like he was playing pinball last week against those guys. They don't tackle. Six and a half seems a bit at home. Once again, neutral field. Are we looking at, you know, well, not neutral field. I guess I can't say that. That would be three. It'd be at Denver's home. would be, huh. I feel like that's a little low. I thought the Chargers would be like seven and a half. The Broncos look terrible. Especially so. getting their running back back this week. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Good point. Um, seems a little low. I, I would look at the seven and a half over the hook with the hook. I think um, seven with the, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that's going to change. That's going to change. Jump on it now, guys, if you like the Chargers there. Uh, Packers at Cowboys. So close to home to you. Packers getting three and a half. I love the hook there. I love the half. They're going to suck everybody into playing the Packers. Packers at Dallas. Big mistake. Is what? <laughs> that hook on the, with the Packers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as a Packers fan, I said stay the shit away from that one, man. That offense without Devontae Adams is nothing like what people are thinking it is after Rodgers' performance last week. I don't care what the Cowboys did, man. That offense is just – it's nothing the same, especially without Jamal Williams. Over-under seems a bit high to me at 46.5, yeah. quite honestly, as well. Um, 
Taking the the Cowboys and the under in that one all day long. All right. You heard that from a Packer fan, guys. Uh, Colts, Chiefs. Colts are getting 11. Chiefs showed you that much last week against Detroit? Hmm. Uh, I mean, it's hard to go against a Hall of Famer, Patrick Mahomes. But, um, no, yeah, that one seems really high because Indies, I mean, they're really not that bad. So, I would guess under 10. And the Chiefs, the Chiefs are vulnerable. So, yeah, that's way too high to me. Yeah, I mean, are Col- are Col- are the, the Detroit Lions better than the Colts? I, I have no idea. I know, I know it's in Kansas City. I don't know. Hi, finally, uh, over under 56 and a half. Hmm. Okay. And that 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 is the Sunday night game, Colts-Chiefs. Uh, Monday night game, Cleveland-San Francisco which we'll talk about those these two last two games uh, in their primetime edition. Browns getting three and a half against your undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Getting three and a half. Is somebody finally going to prove that the 49ers aren't good like you've been hoping for? Sure as hell won't be the Browns. <laughs> uh, and 46 and a half is the over-under. You think that's a little light? San Francisco getting no love. Cleveland getting love. Got an undefeated team against the Browns, and they're at home. Once again, if you're looking at that three points, that's .5. Oof, there's no love for the 49ers here. 49ers are getting no love. Which, a team that just put up uh, 55 points against the defending NFC champions last week, um, Picked off Jameis Winston like what 17 times in the in the opener, and then they're going against a Browns team that can we just realize that? I mean, they're not that good. All right, yeah. <laughs> Baker Mayfield might throw five interceptions in this game alone. Well, because they beat the big time Baltimore Ravens last week. Yep. You know how that goes. Yeah. So, so you're thinking, you're thinking this line's a little light. San Francisco does deserve at least a five and a half. They've been blowing teams out. Let's face it. They've been winning. Like, whatever you want to say, Cleveland's been struggling. San Francisco's looked good for what they are. That seems like a little slap in the face to San Francisco on a Monday night. Maybe they know something we don't. I have no idea. That line seems low to me. I thought it'd be five and a half. Three and a half. Hmm. Maybe you jump on it. Maybe it creeps up. That's why we do this. If it wakes anybody up to jump on a board early or just think about these lines. All right, so those are the lines of the week. Anything to add on any of those lines, AJ, before nope, we get to Thursday? All right. So let's go right to Thursday night where we have my home team, the Los Angeles Rams, against the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. The line is one and a half. The Rams are getting one and a half. The over-under is 49 and a half. So we're looking at a pretty even matchup that they think it's going to be a normal NFL score. Pretty much. A little higher, I guess. But what do you think, AJ, about this game? Give it to these guys quick so we'll get this out before Thursday so they can listen to you and bet the opposite. Yeah. Well, if you want to bet the opposite on this one, you're a moron. <laughs> um, so September's over, which is Seattle's worst month ever. Uh, going into the spread and so we can finally start to bet them and it's a perfect timing because 
you how can you believe in in the Rams right now? Let's stop pretending that they even should have been in the Super Bowl last year. And um, come on, last week, okay, okay, before last week, let's let's let me put it this way: all time teams who score 40 points in a game with at least one defensive touchdown in the NFL are 405. And then after last week, the St. or the St. Louis Rams, they should go back to St. Louis. L.A. Rams made that record 406. <laughs> Turned the ball over four times. Yeah, Jared Goff threw for 517 yards, which is a lot. But he had 68 attempts. <laughs> Most quarterbacks don't do that in two, three games. <laughs> this, I mean, he had three interceptions. He should have had four. A QBR of 38.8, which is on par with Baker Mayfield's season. Uh, which, that should tell you how bad he is. Um, the Rams look like they have zero interest in running the ball right now. Gurley carried the ball just five times. And this is a the guy they just gave $60 million to. $40 million guaranteed. And they're That's running him money per five case. times. <laughs> I mean... In 2019, the Rams' offense has looked really different. They've really gone away from a lot of the outside zone plays that we used to see last year for this uh, that little crack toss they've been doing, uh, which is to beat a lot of the six-man fronts. That oh, let, let, me, let, me, let me stop you for a second. Okay. Yes, I was about I was just about to say what you just said. Do you think it's because it, is it so much there that because they can't do that offense against this defense. Well, like, yeah, it, if you'd let me finish, I'll explain. <laughs> well, so get to the order, point. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just said the word a second ago. Um, so they've been running a lot more of, of that crack toss play, and it's to beat that six-man front, which they've seen a lot at the end of last year and this year. And that's fine. In the running game, that works. But like I said, in the running game, where you're running your $60 million running back five times a game. But – what, where it hinders them is, is running the, their play-action pass concepts, which they usually have been successful at before. But now, I mean, out of the 68 attempts golf just had in the last game, eight of them were off play-action. So you're looking at an offense that's so predictable because their play – I mean, you're, you're getting two different looks, or two different plays. They can't set it up. They can't be successful at it. So, hey, let's six – six guys in the box and they can try to beat us in the running game, but they're never going to be able to throw on us. Um, I don't think the Rams organization is being very honest about uh, Gurley's knee. And I don't think they have been for a while because they keep denying that they're trying to protect him by splitting up his workload in, in a, in a, you know, management system and wanting to use him more in certain weeks and get him to a rhythm. But really, is that what's going on there? You can't tell me with the way the offense is now structured that that's still a thing. Uh, Gurley's played last year had 84% of the offensive snaps this year. He's at 70%. His touches are down eight per game from last year. This offense to me has absolutely no identity whatsoever. They're lost. And yeah, they can score points because they're talented, but not when it comes to late in games, like we've seen Jared Goff is not going to be able to lead that game winning drive they're not going to be able to put away good defenses, which the Seattle Seahawks defense looks shaky at times, but it, they're giving up less than 80 yards a game rushing, which is the Rams kind of only strong suit at the moment. Russell Wilson is playing absolutely fantastic. Ten total touchdowns, two of them are rushing. 
no interceptions, 118.7 QBR, 73% completion percentage. He, I mean, he looks phenomenal. The Seahawks have been winning, you know, for the most part. They've, they've, They've won close games. I don't think this is going to be a Rams team of the caliber that people think they are. So if you're going to tell me that the Seahawks or the Rams are only getting a point and a half, I will take the Seahawks all day. No, uh, great, great. I, I, I think those are great points. And I'm going to go straight up with saying that I totally agree with you. Um, I think the point and a half is crazy. The Rams are still, I guess, living off that Super Bowl last year because and, – and Seattle's, weirdly enough, being one of those teams that <clears throat> turn that corner where everybody's to kind of overvalue them to now undervaluing uh, them. I don't know if it's because, you know, Sherman's not there or, you know, all the mouths aren't there and maybe we're not hearing about them as much. But they're, they're a decent team. I thought they were over under of their win total was super low. And I think it was like eight – I believe I'd have to look it up, but I think it was eight, and I thought they were going to go over that, and I think they will, obviously. Um, and I just think that when you compare the two quarterbacks, Russell Wilson has proven and probably doesn't give get enough credit for it that when you look at Goff and you look at Wilson, Wilson will evolves or changes it up or improvises, however you want to say it, to what goes on. It looks like Goff had a system, he did his thing, and once it changed, he couldn't make the adjustments to the change. I mean, that's on your quarterback. Maybe it's the offensive coordinator, probably a little bit of both. He is just stuck. People have figured out the Rams with that six-man front. He can't get out of it. And I'm going to go now thinking about it. You know, that's a lot of the coaching. But also, you think that Goff could maybe do something else. And a lack of play action and everything, that's probably not his fault. Well, it's not his fault. On the play calling, I don't understand it. I think Gurley got his money. And how many times have we seen this? He's already talking like he's this veteran. He's old. He talks like that. What is he, 24? (laughs) Doesn't doesn't want to play on Thursday nights. Yeah. He stated that. We've we've seen this a lot. Listen, I seen it. I saw it in Tennessee with uh, Chris Johnson. We got his money. He was not the same guy. I mean, running backs in general aren't the same guy. And after three years, anyway, that's why it's crazy when yeah. these guys want. You know, they're just not. He's beat up, so I'm not putting it all on him. He got his money. Why is he going to try to cripple himself? I get it. I get it. I'm not knocking him. I get it. But just understand. They're protecting him. I don't know why, because maybe they gave him the money. Yeah. They want paying to a running out. back ever that kind of money is just foolish. Because yeah, year, year, year to year, year to year, you're always going to get a different player. It's it's terrible keeping. I mean, look at look at Connor, and I mean, have they missed the beat like Le'Veon look, Bell or look Connor? at the New England Patriots? When was the last time they gave a, a big contract to a running back? Never. Exactly. Well, what's his name? Uh, 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 Corey Dillon, probably. But still, yeah. the kind of the kind of, did they make him the highest paid running back in football at the time? Never. They would never do it. They know that you're going to get a guy. Like I said, Connor was a backup. Wasn't they weren't even sure he's going to make the league, and he's just as good as Le'Veon Bell right now. Let's face it. Um, if he's if he's worse, maybe he is. It's not much. 
so yeah, that's why I do think they should get paid, but it's a different story because they know they're only going to be around for three years. He got his money. I don't think this Rams team is very good. They're just really not. I think Seattle teams, I think they're a decent team right now. And I don't think the Rams are a good team. I think they proved that. And if you got picked apart by Tampa last week, what's Russell Wilson going to do to you? Seriously. Um, Aaron Donald does own Russell Wilson. Most sacks of any quarterback in his career is Russell Wilson. I think it's like 10 or 11. It's a lot for how many times he's been in the league. He Well, because he's that guy that Russell Wilson can't spin away from because he's so big, fast, and athletic. I get it. He's not having you know, a superb year right now either way. So maybe he causes some disruption. If he doesn't, ooh, they're in trouble. I think it's still going to be a three to seven point game, honestly. I don't think the Rams are that terrible. Maybe a good game, but I think Seattle's going to win by four points. I don't know, you know, uh, four or five. And yeah, so give me, you know, if you're going to give me Seattle, at home with one and a half. I, I don't understand that line, really. It's it's totally on, on reputation, which I don't really know why, because Seattle's earned a better reputation than the Rams. They went to one Super Bowl. Seattle's not that far away from it. Lost a lot of people, but that's a strictly reputation thing. Look at who they are right now. Line seems a little low to me. I would have thought this was going to be three and a half, four. Easy. So, yeah, give me Seattle. The over-under, I don't know. I'd probably stay away from at 49 and a half. Sounds about right. They're usually pretty good about it because I was thinking of the game being like, you know, 27-24, which would go over, but that's not much, you know, or 27-21 Seattle. Yeah, so that's that's what I think. Anything to add on that, AJ? Well, no, I already stated my piece. I, maybe you I think it's going to be a little bit bigger gap. I think you're looking at probably closer to a seven to ten point game. Wow. So in your case, and like we said before, on some of these betting sites, you can move that line. And I moved the line last week in Tennessee. It didn't work out for me because I actually played in a parlay. That didn't work out, but I did move that line to give Atlanta points last week with Tennessee, and I, they covered easy. So I moved the line seven points, I think. I moved it, which just gave Tennessee giving three, and they blew them out. So works out sometimes. So if you're a believer in that and you want to move the Rams six points, you know, you're just giving Seattle five and a half and not a bad deal. Think of that. Maybe not a bad play for you, AJ, if you're going to play this game. Are you going to play it? I'm riding a hot streak, man. I did well last week. I might. There you go. Would you move the line if you played it? Um. Oh yeah, at one and a half, yeah. I'd probably move it at least two or three. All right. All right. Great. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. This is the this is G E D. Not the prime first time. Look. The first look. Yes, prime time edition is coming up. First look and Thursday night prime time game. Listen up for us. We're going to be doing the big show. We're going to be taping it later on today. It should be released tomorrow. Listen for that. It'll be a lot of fun. So hit that subscribe button. Hit the like button. Make some comments. We'll talk about that more in our next one. This is just a little bit of a bonus one we give you guys every week. So have some fun. Be good to each other. Hope you guys win a lot of money. 
and have a good day. For me, T. Randall Johnson, I'd like to say see you later. And for A.J. Ryder, I'll let him say whatever he wants. See you later, everybody. All right. Bye-bye.